Welcome to the Leongche Podcast. In today's episode, we discuss the 80-20 rule. Otherwise known as the Pareto Principle, this rule states that 80% of consequences arises from 20% of the causes. Sid and I delve into how we've seen this rule manifest in different areas of our lives and discuss how this idea can help us live our lives more efficiently. We are super glad you're here with us, and as always, we hope that this episode can be interesting and beneficial for you. Oh my! Welcome to Leong Cha, a podcast to enjoy some figurative tea that may be good for your mind, body, and soul. My name is Sid, and I'm joined by my co-host Elam, and today we're going to be talking about the 80-20 rule. So before we get into it, how have you been, Elam? Uh, the week has been <laughs> pretty short since we last caught up because uh, last episode was just recorded on what Thursday and then we did a yeah. clutch 12 hour turnaround. So that was only what three days ago, four days ago. Yeah, yeah. So, what's happened since then? I guess <laughs> <laughs> we also uh, saw each other during the weekend. So, it's yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Hello again, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I guess highlights. Two main things. I played basketball again, just some casual half court with the church guys. Oh, uh, nice. Played two times actually. Played today and also played on Saturday. And like ankles, definitely not all the way. I mean, it's not anywhere close to being good as far as like yeah. running or jumping, but just yeah. being able to play casually felt pretty good. I didn't realize that your landing was like that bad, eh? Because I thought it was just going to be like a two, three week like sort of tweak, but uh, it seems to have uh, come a bit more. No, it wasn't a like, tweak. It was a... I kind of knew. Well, I, right. I've been calling it the second worst sprain of my life, so... Really? Yeah. I rate it, I rate I it like, a, like a 9 out of 10 sprain. Jesus. <laughs> oh, my um, goodness. And I also, like you said, we hung out a little bit on Saturday and played some Settlers of Catan. And it's been a while, but I pulled out back-to-back wins. Oh, boom. Oh, so for all you haters on Instagram that voted against me. <laughs> <laughs> we were, when we posted it, we were checking the stats and seeing who, who had voted for who. Yeah. And, and I think at one point it was, it was 60% me. And then if you look at who voted for Elam, it was Elam voting for himself on, on the Leongsha account and on his own account. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, freaking man. All right, so... So I, I got a lot of doubters out there. But I, <laughs> I reckon if you took all the probably hundreds of Catan games we've played over the years, I don't know, man. I reckon my win record is... Who do you reckon has got a better win record at this rate at this point? Um, I think for Cities and Knights, I definitely aren't as strong. But for Normal, I'm definitely the winner. Right, right like when we play online. Yeah. Or not even online, but oh, I guess so. Yeah, because we don't really play the vanilla yeah. one. Together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think so. Maybe it's time to branch into that um, play more of the traders one. The purple one. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Which uh, we got ages ago and like only played it once. <laughs> uh, no, we played it a couple of times. Now, we should play more. It's actually real fun. Um, yeah. But anyway, Katana side, I'm also kind of feeling quite claustrophobic and quite wrecked because I, I'm currently homeless. So I don't really have a house. And I just yeah. have my stuff and Joe's stuff just everywhere at our parents' house. So even like where right. I'm sitting right now recording, 
got my bags of clothes everywhere and just doesn't feel good. So I just can't wait to move into the new place and just start setting that up. Nice, nice. So when are you guys actually moving in? November, right? Um, currently it it's early December. Yeah, early December. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Still, oh still man, that's a, four weeks. Yeah, still got a ways to go, but it's all good. How about yourself? Damn, that's tough. The volley tourney was on Saturday. Oh. How, how did that go? I think it went all right. Um, I had a lot of fun. Uh, our team was probably the youngest um, overall in terms of age and experience. Right. So, um, yeah, we didn't actually get any wins, but that's all right. It was a good experience. And, man, like, I just, like, the week, the couple of days building up to it, I was just asking around, like, asking for tips, like, just trying to mentally get into the, like, the tournament, like, mindset. And, yeah. man, I was like, I was, I won't say I was that nervous when I got there. But like just leading up to it, like making sure I don't screw anything up, like you're, basic. You're, so, you were primed. Yeah, so like I didn't want to, like I just want to make sure I had a like you know good hearty breakfast, and then, oh my, I just it, it didn't quite work out. <laughs> Bro, I, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk about oats again. <laughs> actually, I, this is relevant because okay, so so we don't have any oats at home because I because I'm I eat breakfast at work, so I was like okay, so on the morning I. I I was I meant to go grocery shopping at night so that in the morning I'd have everything ready, like my Powerade, all that sort of stuff. But church finished a little bit late and my countdown was closed. So I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll go in the morning. Okay, so I bought the quick sachets because I know Shirley likes them. And then I get home, I poured two of them into a bowl, poured my milk in. And then as I was finishing my pour, I looked at the date and I was said 21st of October. And oh. I was like, oh yeah, that's all good. But actually, the day was like 24. Okay. And then I was just like, I was just three days. I actually just like, I was just looking at it for like 10 seconds. I was like, crap, do I eat this? Or like, it looked okay and it smelled okay. But then the Bro, rest. Oh, I don't know. If it smells okay, I think it's okay. Like, milk is just got to do a smell test. Yeah. I just didn't want anything to like get, get in the way between like me and just performing well. Okay. So then, oh man, that's a struggle. So, so, Putting that aside, I tried making it with water instead because that was the last bit of the milk and I didn't yeah. buy milk because I thought we had milk. Yeah. And yeah, it was just not the same. Like I felt like after it came out of the microwave, like I was looking at it and it looked like PVA. And I was just like, <laughs> am I really going to eat this? <laughs> what? Bro, we're cooking it with water. Yeah. How did it look like PVA? Because milk, milk is whiter than water, obviously. So then... When you cook it with milk, it should be more glue-like than like, water, right? Now, like the PVA, like it looked like you know the glue that we had in like primary or like intermediate. Yeah, yeah it's this white glue. No, 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 it's not the white one. It's like this. It's like another type. Okay, maybe it's not PVA glue. It's like another glue. Okay. Yeah, it just it didn't look great, but but you ate and it, it tasted and it tasted pretty average. But I I decided just to eat it because it was carbs. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, milk with oats is, is superior. Um, although my wife does not agree, but she hates, I don't think she hates dairy, but I think dairy just doesn't agree with her. So she's just associated right, right. it like negatively as well. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> another week, another Sydney oats yeah. adventure. Yeah, this is, this, is, this is what you guys came here for. The character arc, the development, <laughs> the storylines. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. So... 
yeah, I mean, but yeah, the tournament was really fun. And I think it was like a good um, sort of milestone or capture for me, like a reflection point. It's like, oh, yeah, I need to work on these sort of things. So it's just made me more, more, more motivated because previously I was just like, oh, yeah, like, you know, you're progressing, but you're not really like testing yourself. Yeah. So I think it was like, yeah, like a really, um, yeah, it was just really good. Yeah, man. Well, and, I, I came to watch, I came to watch one oh, yeah, game. That's right. And yeah. yeah, you definitely, I mean, I don't want to throw shade at the rest of your team, but I think, I think you performed well. Let's just put it like that. Oh, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Let's get into it. Make sure you guys go. follow us on Instagram, leongchad.podcast, so we can um, talk to you about any feedback you have, or, and we can also share stuff that we're doing together. Um, so over this weekend, last weekend, we posted up like the Catan thing. So yeah, look forward to that. Sweet. All right. So today's topic is the 80-20 rule, as Sid mentioned before. And the official name for it is actually the Pareto. I don't actually know how to say it. Pareto? 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 Yeah, it sounds about right. Pareto principle. And it's the idea that um, 80% of results of basically anything happens because of 20% of the causes or oh crap, that was a terrible way of putting it. Like the effort. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not necessarily the effort because it actually applies like across a whole range of things um, okay. as far as the parental principle. So, okay. so 20%, if you change 20% of something, it results in 80% of the results. Okay. So a couple of examples uh, that are quite easy to understand hopefully is uh, in the programming world so say something's glitching out they identify all these bugs fixing 20 according to the parallel principle if you fix 20 percent of the bugs so of the programming code you fix 20 uh percent -huh. of it it'll result in fixing 80 percent of the crashes yeah well 20 percent of the most important code that's an important yeah. part not just a random amount of code because this principle like i only found out about it like last week uh-huh um through like my work training is the 80 20 part like the like that's not fixed right that's fixed what so it's not it's not just a principle of like a little amount can bring in a lot of result kind of well, thing well, well that's the generalized version of it but in this it's actually the 80 20 is fixed and it's um right. it's kind of been verified or like confirmed through like just go wikipedia parallel principle parallel principle um okay. for more examples like for example there were a couple of studies done where uh in a real like it was quite reoccurring where 80 percent of a country's land is owned by 20 percent of the population and then they like observed it across multiple countries and something right. like another thing is if you look at uh like hazards and injuries apparently in whatever like workplace or whatever it's like 20 percent right. of hazards like the most like the worst of the hazards cause 80 percent of the injuries right okay yeah so so that's the whole idea of it is that the most key like the key causes lead to 80 percent of the results in the sports world it's kind of like the 20 it's like 20 percent of the best players like the top 20 percent of the players okay impact 80% of the wins and losses. Right. If that makes sense. Um, right. Okay. So, so, so it's, it's kind of just this whole thing uh, where I guess I learned about it as the 80, 20 rule. 
And when right. I learned about it, it was in the context of studying. I'm not, I don't actually remember exactly how I came across it, but it was in high school where, yeah, it's kind of like what you said before, where apply 20% of your effort into the most important bits of say like a certain subject, you'll reap 80% right. of the results. Right. Okay. And then I, I remember just being like, Oh, that sounds like, like a life hack. And yeah. I was like, uh, okay, let me try that out. Or, or I was like, it basically really resonated with me. Right. And then when I applied it, it just worked. And it's been... <laughs> and it, and it, and it, and it, this reminds me of like in the, other, in the other episode when you're like, oh yeah, so I've just been doing this and then, and then it's all good. Then... <laughs> <laughs> but like, it just worked. Like I've seen it work and now... Um, and I just, as I continued to apply it, you know, it not only worked in my studies, uh, it proved wait, true. Wait. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I shouldn't cut you off. But, um, no, go, go, so, go. so if I'm understanding it right, so does it mean like, say if you've got like, like two subjects, uh-huh. like say English and maths, yep. and then to get hundred percent, like, so say you're saying that 20% of the effort or not effort, but whatever yeah. of the studying, yeah, you can get 80% of maths. Yeah. But if you want to get a hundred, yeah. It requires like a lot more than twenty. Is that what you mean? A hundred. So it requires a hundred. So for example, okay, let's say, yeah, let's just take a math subject, right? Or like a paper in uni. Okay. And say you had a hundred total hours that you had available to study. Right, okay. If I studied the whole idea is with the eighty twenty rule is that if I start use twenty hours to focus on the most important things. Okay that can allow me to get 80 that can allow me to learn 80 percent of what i need to learn right um or get 80 percent in the exam for example right or like an assignment or anything yeah and to get to a hundred percent so if i wanted to learn everything inside out Mm -hmm. it would require the 400 hours right okay so so it's kind of like related to the law of diminishing returns as well i guess right 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 so, so, so then if you've got like a hundred hours actually, yeah. yeah. And yeah. you've got five subjects, yeah. you should be devoting of this, of this, according to this principle, you should be devoting 20 hours to each one and you'd be basically getting 80% for each of those tests compared yeah. to if you wanted to get 90% on math, like you'd actually lose a significant, like, yeah, even you though might, you're getting you 10% might, extra, you might need math, 50 hours to do that. Yeah. You'd be losing like, like 40, 50% off another subject. Possibly. Because yeah. Because of that trade off. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. So I guess why, right, Okay. yeah. And then why this principle is so like, I don't know, I guess why I feel so passionately about it is because in your example, yeah. So now with a hundred hours of study, you can either get a hundred percent in one subject or mm-hmm. you can get 80% in five subjects. Right. And if you apply that to life in general, it's like you could get really, 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 really good at one thing. Or you could Mm -hmm. become like very, very good at quite a lot of stuff. And then just having the option to do that and being able to efficiently allocate your time. Right. uh, I think is a pretty, I think it can really be quite a skill and like quite an asset for people if you kind of learn to use it well. Because I only learned about this last week and it was in the context of time management. Yeah. Like how can, how we can manage ourselves a bit better and They were basically saying, like, using this to illustrate that, um, just about the results and all that stuff. Yeah. But one thing I wasn't quite sure on was, I think I think eighty percent makes sense in terms of like a 
like a test result. But then yeah. say for like, say you're writing a report, mm-hmm. you, you need to fully finish that report, right? So how does that factor into this? No, well, well, it's more like you could either write a report that is the best report of your life. Right, so that's the 100%. Or you could write a report that's 80% of that. So it's not right. perfect. It's not the best report ever, but it's a really, really good report. And then the idea is that to produce the really, really good one, it only takes 20% of the effort compared with doing that, like the best one ever. Right. Yeah. Okay. Just to quickly tangent off a little bit, I think for this episode, it's kind of cool. I said, as Sid mentioned, it's, this is kind of like a principle or an idea that's a lot nearer to him. And whereas mm-hmm. for myself, I've been like a believer or, like, or I've been a 80, 20 man since a young age. Since 1980. <laughs> <laughs> so what the heck? All right, move along. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so how we'll probably roll this episode is, um, you know, Sid will kind of keep being that devil's advocate as I kind of share examples from my life where 80, 20 rule has been applicable. Yeah. And that way we hope to kind of cover off a lot of the questions that you guys might have and hopefully be as informative as possible and hopefully yeah. help you guys apply this principle as, as best as possible. Yeah. So how do you, how do you normally like apply this principle then? Like the thing is it's almost, it, I don't, to me, I don't even consciously think about it. It's just kind of almost like a truth that I, I believe in where it's just true that when I allocate my efforts, like most efficiently, I can get most of the results that I need. Yeah. Uh, and like, I've just seen this throughout my, like my whole life. So maybe what I'll do is I can probably just go through different parts of my life and share stories or examples from there. I've got another question then. Yeah. Cause it sounds almost like uh, not dishonest, but um, don't you want to give hundred percent to people? Well, that, that's the thing, right? Is I guess I would, I would challenge you on that as to, you know, like why? So Say if, say if you're getting a test, if, I, if we just took over the studies example, uh-huh. why do you want to get 100% on an exam versus getting 80%? I don't know. Maybe this isn't the best example, but when I think of studying, I'm always trying to achieve as best as I can. So I've never mm-hmm. been a type, you know how like, there's always people in our cohort that's always like, oh yeah, as long as I pass, it's all good. Or yep. like just aiming for a certain grade. Like I've yep. never had that mindset of aiming for a certain grade. It's always, always like try to do my best. And whatever right. I land on is an honest representation of my current skill level. Right, right, right. Well, yeah. well, well I guess I, how I reconcile that is um, if you think back to the episode where we talked about working smart, <laughs> smart. <laughs> working smart versus working hard. And I said working oh, what smart. You I said smart. Oh, smart. I what the heck? It sounded like smart to me. And then, and then you started cracking out like, what the heck? Um, yeah, like working smart versus just working hard. Okay. Like to me, if I just mindless, mindlessly studied for something to try to get 100%, mm-hmm. that's just working hard. Whereas if I figure right. out what's the most efficient way to study, that's working smart. And when it comes to giving my best to something, let's just say, I mean... I guess this, this is a little bit time management, which is, I guess, the angle that you're coming from as well, where we yeah. all have 168 hours a week, right? Uh-huh. So to me, giving my best is most efficiently allocating this 168 hours. Right. It's not trying to attain perfection in every part of my life. 
Right. I think I, I think I, I think I'm, I think I'm wrapping my head around it now. It's not about not giving your all. Yeah. But like, it's about not giving your all for all hundred hours, but rather for giving your all in the 20 hours. So that I can then give the remaining 80 hours towards other things. Yeah. Cause I think the, the reason why I'm struggling with this was because when it came up um, in the work training seminar, mm-hmm. So one thing we do is like review drawings, right? So we'd mark it up with red pen yeah. and, you know, try, try, you know, um, have a fine tooth comb over everything to make sure we capture everything because yeah. then like, you know, other people, like people from other professions, like builders and stuff are looking at it. Yeah. So even if, um, if you misrepresent something, it's on us because we've actually sent it out. Like say, I don't know, like we didn't draw a staircase then the okay. builder's like, okay, you didn't draw that ticket, so I'm not pricing for it. Like, that could just be an example. Basically, my point is, I feel like I should be giving my 100% to try capture all those, but it's inevitable that even though you've put in a lot of work, there's always going to be things that you miss out, but not in a defeatist way, but like, it's just a reality of looking at stuff on the screen and stuff. So then in my head, when I apply that thing, I'm like, okay, so I'll allocate 20% like does that achieve an 80% review or am I just thinking about it like completely wrong? Like the whole idea is that it's not even that you should do that. It's just like presenting that as a fact. So honestly, I don't really know like how, you know, like your, how your work. Yeah. How we work and stuff. How, you know, how that all works. Yeah. Let's, let's say um, if you're doing a drawing. Okay. And say a drawing consists of like your, your base I don't know, like your base sketch and then you fill in all the details after. Okay. And then you yeah. like proofread and then oh, like you, you double check it to make sure you got all your details there and everything. Yeah. So say if you were to do like, or just to complete the job, mm-hmm. it takes 10 hours. The whole idea is that you can get 80% of the job done in two hours. Right. So like you can lay the foundation, you can do all the most key things in two hours. And obviously it doesn't apply like to everything perfectly because there's just some stuff, right? Like say I'm running, like say I'm running 10 K I can't run 8 K in, in 20% of the effort because mm. it's just, that's like a linear thing. I guess like for me, so say like for work, right? If I think of work very generally as to my performance. So okay. like what makes a, like for me, how do I be a good employee? Mm-hmm. Like let's say hundred percent is just that like I'm like the best. Like I'm like the best employee in the whole okay. organization. Employee of the month. Yeah. Okay. And the amount of effort that that requires of me, I can get to eighty percent of the best employee with just twenty percent of that effort. Okay. So I could become like a really really good employee, but just need way less work. And then, for me, what that looks like is when you, I just want to tackle the most important things. For example, okay. you know, I'd put my biggest emphasis on getting along with my colleagues. So right. if I can get along with my colleagues, it'll naturally flow on to heaps of other results. Mm-hmm. If I can deliver, making sure I don't miss any deadlines. So mm-hmm. if I just put my focus on these things, or now we're kind of like working more flexibly, but like just your impression of being on time, saying hi to the right people. So just focusing on these, just 20%, like, cause then, Obviously, what encapsulates a job is a lot more than just these things, right? Yeah. You know, there's, I don't know, there's just heaps of different variables and different factors. Filing. (laughs) Yeah, but just by (laughs) focusing and getting these parts right, I'm already 80% there. Like, I don't need to focus on any of the other stuff and I'll already be an 80% employee, like 80% rated employee. 
Yeah. So, and I've just seen that be really true. Like I've been working for what, seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. So then there's people killing themselves, right? Putting hundred percent effort to be that hundred percent employee. Mm-hmm. And then relative to that, I'm just putting in one fifth of the effort, so to speak. That sounds so bad. And then you, pro- <laughs> and then you produce 80% of the results. Am I just being too PC? Like, I feel like it assumes, and it's just the same struggle, but like, it just seems disingenuous. Like almost like you're not giving a hundred percent. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, it's completely not about that. Cause like where there's, there'll be bits, of, there'll be times in life when you need to give a hundred percent. Uh-huh. Like where you want to attain a hundred percent, like you want to be yeah. the best possible. Yeah. Um, but this is more about efficiently. I, I guess maybe a good way of putting it is it, more. It's mostly about being smart with your your resource allocation. Mm. Right. So you always, regardless of how much, how well you want to do, you always want to tackle that first, the most important twenty percent first. Right. Because say if whatever happens after that first 20%, you've already done, you've already achieved 80%. Yeah. Like you just want to tackle the most important things first. Like, let's say, um, okay, let's say if I go back to the, to the MS exam, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say normally this is supposed to take someone hundred hours of study to do well, mm-hmm. but then you jumped on late. So you actually only have 20 hours to study. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? You're going to go, you're going to try to learn the formulas that are most applicable to as many questions as possible. Yeah. You're going to focus on the topics that are guaranteed to be in the, in the exam. Mm-hmm. You're going to focus on the areas that have like the meatiest marks, right? Like there's some questions that are worth like a lot of marks. Yeah. There'll be other areas which are like worth like minuscule. So then right. it's almost just taking that approach where regardless of how much time you actually have, you want to hit. You want to act like you only have 20 hours first right? So that you have the most important things down pat. And then you can kind of have the luxury of focusing on whatever else you want to like add keep on. Like adding. Yeah. Yeah. Keep adding yeah. yeah if you want right. to. Right. So it's not really about, oh, only put 20% effort in. It's more mm. about smartly smart allocation of resources. Right. Okay. Yeah. I think that, yeah, I think, I think with that example, I think it's cleared it up for me because I think one thing I, I think it's stuck in my mind. I think it's because of how my work like sort of practices as well. And like, basically we only, we, we don't really have too many deadlines. Um, right. Because it's no point issuing something that's like wrong. Like subpar. Or yeah. Yeah. Um, you might as well just do it right. Do it once sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. So then like time, there is some time pressure, but it doesn't affect us as strongly as um, probably some other practices or other um, companies. Right, so right. when I think of it like that, like, okay, yeah, we need to deliver something this coming Friday. Mm. So what are the most important things we need to capture now? And then we can issue an updated drawing like mid of next week, um, capturing like the little, like get, just give them going yeah, and then give them the additional information, which is supplementary and not like super required right now. Yep. So when I think of it like that, it makes sense. Okay. Yeah. 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 So that's, yes, yeah, that, 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 it's a good application of it. And I don't know why, but as you were saying that, like an example popped in my head where say you're giving a speech. Okay. The speech is the end result. Okay. I feel like writing the skeleton or preparing the skeleton for the speech is a really good example of 80, 20. Oh yeah. yeah. Cause that's like, it only, it doesn't take that long, it, but it doesn't take that much effort. But once you get it mm-hmm. down, that's like, okay. Like you feel 
80% ready for the speech or like it's there. You just got to fill in the, the flesh now. Yeah. Compared to like, if you're just sitting there blankly. Oh well, yeah. In a similar vein, I think when you first start talking about it, I was like, oh yeah, it's basically like essay planning. Yeah, like, exactly. Essay planning. Like it only takes after this skeleton. That... Yeah. Like you basically just, you're just going through like formalities well not formalities, but going through the motions of just, yeah. Yeah. You're like putting the sentences together. Exactly. Exactly. And that, and, yeah. And that skeleton is the most important thing, right? Like it's the 80%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it only takes, yeah. So right, that's, okay. That I, don't know, I don't know how that example popped in my head as you were talking about your thing. I guess another area is physical exercise. Right. So for me, I'm, obviously I work out in the gym and I play basketball. So some mm-hmm. examples that I've experienced of the 80-20 rule is, let's say you have a program and you're working out and let's say that workout is for one hour. Uh-huh. I mean, I wouldn't say that... I would say that in that one hour, there's 20% of that one hour that is the most important. Or like, like not nece- yeah, it's not necessarily always fixed exactly 20%. Um, right. And that is the, like the compound, <coughs> the compound lifts. Right. Because like, I mean, we talk about it, like there's key lifts that you do in the workout and everything else is just accessory and complement- complementary to that. Right. So if you only had like a short window of time, I would recommend people to just get in and get your key lifts in mm-hmm. and then get out because that in and of itself will already give you most of the benefits of that workout. And yeah, so that's how like I've seen that apply. But it's kind of like even for you, right? Like, cause you've been telling me, Hey, you only have one or two days to get in the gym. Yeah. So then we've been talking about how to scale down your workout. So you just focus on the most important things to still yeah. reap the most benefits even though you can right, only get yeah. in the gym like one or two days compared to getting in yeah. five or six days. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I could just keep going. I mean, it, it just sounds, it just feels like, I don't know. I, just, I could just keep going. Eh? And then there's like the diet aspect. Yeah. If you want to be like well, the most ripped dude, like yeah. there's all these things you could do. But if you just literally focus on like the easiest things, like yeah. you can focus on these simple tips and then that'll already help you be, could like be in very good shape. Okay, so here's one I'd like to get your thoughts on um, because okay. I'll use you as the direct example. So okay. uh, obviously I play a lot of basketball and then our group of friends that like we play casually as well. So okay. at some point Sid was joining in and then he was basically asking me, hey, like, you know, how do I, what should I do? What should I focus on to be able to mm-hmm. like play together with everyone? Yeah. So then right away in my mind, I'm not... I'm not thinking, oh yeah, 80, 20 rule time, but just naturally I would go to think, okay, what are the most important things I should get Sid to improve at and focus on so that he can be like, bring the most value add to the team as possible. Let's say you take all your current skill sets. um, But if in a basketball game, if you just focus on these couple things, which are as a, as a a person with your skill level, which is just, if you can, Play defense, stay in front of your guy, wave your arms around. Mm-hmm. Make sure you box out and rebound. Mm-hmm. Make sure you sprint up the court when we get the ball to get easy mm-hmm. shots. Mm-hmm. And then don't take bad shots and don't take do risky passes. Right. Like, like, it feels like this 20% is growing. Huh? No, I, no, I mean, basketball, I, no, basketball, I mean, it's such a complex sport. Like Every sport is okay, so complex, yeah. right? There's so many yeah, things yeah. you could be doing. But if you just do, if you just focus on these, like these, these six things, things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And you can already be like an 80% contributor to the team. Right. 
like and you can be a real asset to your team even though you're only doing like such a small part of the game and i guess my question for you is like did you kind of feel like that like did you feel like oh like as soon as you learned to do one or two things now you suddenly felt like you could play well the, well the answer is yes I'm, I'm not quite sure when it sort of clicked for me because I remember there was a couple of sessions where I, I wasn't quite getting the right feedback in terms of my deci- um, deci- uh, decisions. So say um, I would try do a certain play or something and yeah. then um, it wasn't very clear during that time whether it was a good play or not. And then it was only until I like built up or like once I had a couple more experiences like that, then it started to make more sense. I mean, like, what about for volleyball? So okay, say, what about it? how would you apply the 80-20 rule to volleyball? Like, well, in, uh, in the context of if you ask me how you can contribute to the team. Yeah. Um, hmm, okay, well, I think one thing would be uh, like passing as best as, the, best as you can. Mm-hmm. So passing it high or passing it to the setter. And I guess if I was to oversimplify things, um, just get it over the net um, yep. cleanly. So it doesn't have to be a strong hit because even on balls which go back easily, um, yep. the other team can muck up by miscommunicating or being out of position. Yeah, yeah. Or not expecting that you would do that. So yep. then I think if you just concentrated on getting it over the net, so that includes serving or on the third hit, yep. and then keeping the ball up, and being able to, and I guess like, communicating, and being able to and pass, then, and then you'll yeah. be all good. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. As you listed that out, I, I, I was thinking, you know, if I could do these things, yeah, I could go and play a volleyball game confidently, even though there's so yeah. many skills that I still lack. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I we could, haven't even touched on like sitting or spiking or yeah, or like jumping, set plays, blocking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Any of that, like even without no being competent in any of that. Right. If I could just focus on for for example sake 20 percent like these the most important 20 percent to get me in a game as soon as i can as soon as possible yeah. then i could go on and enjoy the game yeah i guess back to the basketball example like i'm not confident in driving or in doing layups and stuff because i just don't practice it yeah um, and i'm sure if i put some time into it i could learn or get better at it but yeah um i still feel like i can contribute even though that thing is not unlocked for me yeah but because i can pass I don't know. Just, I feel like if I can pass, then I can contribute in some way. In basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you can rebound, like these are like not very high skill, like they're, they're cross sport skills, right? Like right. jumping, catching a ball and like passing and catching a ball. They're not really like even basketball specific yeah. skills, which is why I would put them in the 20% to get someone playing or like contributing as quickly as possible because right. yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't need to put hours into specifically learn these skills mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah whereas i would say yeah probably skills that or you need to ball. yeah like shooting would be a yeah an example where you need to put in a lot of time to be able to be a good shooter yeah and yeah. honestly like the effort to reward ratio to actually become a good shooter in a game where yeah. it's the right where it's the best choice for your team for you to shoot yeah it actually takes so much work and, right, then you're, right, right. and then you're probably playing with someone else who can already shoot it. So you should yeah. just like, so it's, it's, just pass it it's so them. much easier to just pass it to them <laughs> as opposed to you going and like putting in hundreds of hours of work to like become a, a good shooter. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is what people like, and back to like your question at the very start, which is obviously yeah. like for me, 
I've obviously tried to become a good shooter and I've put in all that work because I, I want to become the best basketball player I can be. Mm. But if I didn't and I just wanted to play casually, then this would probably be one of the first things I sacrifice. Right, right, right. Because it takes a lot of effort to even maintain good shooting as well. Mm. Mm. Right. Yeah. So Man, thinking way yeah. yeah, like thinking way in advance, like as I get older and older, I'm gonna have less time to invest into the sport. So yeah. then I'm already thinking about like how to apply 80-20 into yeah. how to still be as effective of a player as I can be as I'm yeah. able to put less and less work into it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it, it's not even just a beginner thing. It's just like an efficiency thing that applies yeah. the whole time. Well, actually, yeah. Uh, I guess it's not super related, but something that just came to my mind is, um, so at the tournament, there was um, a master's team. Mm-hmm. So basically like 40, 50-year-olds. And yeah. I think one thing in volleyball, everyone thinks like you have to be tall to block and jump high to like spike yeah. it down. Yeah. But this team is like, I'm going to say antithesis because they still had some tall players, but you know, with age, you can't jump as high. You're not yeah, as nimble yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But because they can do the fundamental, like the 20% really well, yeah. they can serve well, they can yeah. pass and they can communicate. Yeah. Um, they could just outplay teams, which on just, paper, are they just destroyed stronger. you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> to put it bluntly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like how, yeah yeah that's like a really good example where yeah. exactly like i think actually aging athletes is a perfect example of it right because then you start honing yeah. in on what makes well like what actually brings you the most value yeah and then you start sacrificing the things that don't right well actually what is what is like is there such thing as like a oldies like do, like older people play basketball as much yeah yeah, yeah. it feels like at all the at all the uh asian tournaments i mean even not at non-asian tournaments there's um like yeah. masters uh, grades and everything right right right. yeah but, is it, is it, but it wouldn't be typical of them say playing with like a lot younger against younger teams right no or would they no. yeah uh, not really i guess there's more running involved as well so and it's put more physical yeah yeah i think basketball would definitely be tough Risk. because there's so much up and down the court where if you're older yeah. and you can't run fast yeah It'd be, unless, I mean, honestly, there was one team where I played in this league for many years where there was this one team that was just filled with like pretty relatively old dudes. And when right. I say relatively old, it's like kind of like late 30s, early 40s. Oh, yeah. Um, and they would always perform well, like season on season. Like, I think they had their time where they won a couple in a row, but then they would always be in the playoffs, like always be like a team that people would oh, yeah. be annoyed high. to play. Yeah. Um, and then I think what they did was, yeah, they focused on, that's kind of like 80-20. Like, they used yeah. their physicality. Uh, they slowed the pace of the game down. They made sure they rebounded. They used yeah. what they could. Like, they, they, they always made the game super scrappy. Right. Oh, yeah. And then they wouldn't, like, yeah, so they just focused on these key things. And they were able to yeah. become, like, a competitive team. Yeah, against, yeah, yeah. Yeah, against younger teams. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, maybe we should move on from the, from the sport talk. Because, okay, but uh, I, yeah, I mean, I think that's an area where obviously we're quite invested in too. So, um, yeah, another area that we could probably touch into is like relationships and family. Yeah, because I've definitely seen like this be applied in kind of my relationships and my family dynamic as well. And right, probably like the easiest example, or maybe like an easy example I can think of is uh, like with my parents, my relationship with my parents. Right. After I moved out, after I got married. Mm-hmm. So I would say that like, obviously there's, there's, it's very complex. You know, every relationship is different and in how you invest into it and how you kind of like 
build into it. Mm-hmm. But for me, I would say like the most important things to keep my relationship with my parents really good is if I could just make sure that they feel appreciated and that they feel respected. Okay. Or like and cared for. So right. So there's like a lot of stuff that you could do, but honestly, like all I like the most important things is if I say just a couple times a week, if I just ask them, Hey, like, how's your exercise going? Mm-hmm. Because that shows that I'm like invested into their health and like, right. I, like I care about the fact if they're exercising or not. Mm. And I'm kind of like following up on that. And if I just make sure I schedule a dinner with them once a week mm-hmm. and occasionally if I just bring over like a nice snack, mm-hmm. then that's like the 20%. Like if I do those things, right. like it's already, it's like easy game. And yeah, I don't know. Like that, that that's just something that I thought of where, mm-hmm. and I guess, <laughs> I guess an important thing is you, 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 you want to understand what triggers them. Cause I think everyone's, you know, in their relationship with their parents, there's certain things that might trigger like a like annoy them or trigger reactions in them. Oh yeah, yeah. So you I mean trigger un- trigger in a negative sense? Yeah, in a negative sense. So yeah, I think okay. understanding those and avoiding those is key as well. Right. So oh, yeah, like everything I I named, it does it doesn't take really a lot of effort or time, mm. but mm-hmm. yeah, I think those were like the key things for me. So was that only after you moved out? Oh well, actually, I mean I've. Because as, as I mentioned before, my parents were missionaries before when I was in mm-hmm. uni and all that. So oh, yeah. I think these things have been applying, applied the whole time. Just because we haven't really right. lived together very much. Yeah, it's true. Like ever since like near the end of high school. Eh? Yeah, yeah. And then even like with, say with Joe, uh, like my wife and in my romantic relationship, like mm-hmm. something, something that sits inside that 20% is just saying good morning and good night every day. Right. Like it's such an easy thing, but then it just shows that you're like thinking of them in the morning and at night. And then that goes a long way. Like that goes, like it takes 20 seconds total, but then that goes so much further than like 20 seconds of effort. So have you guys like discussed this kind of like before? With Joe? I know it sounds really weird. Yeah. Well, discuss what? Eddie 20. I don't know. Like, like what? Uh, I don't know. Uh like discuss oh i guess you would have like what, what comes to mind is like discuss what makes her happy and what she's expecting most of the time from you but i guess that's that's pretty clear right yeah i mean i think those things are just normal to talk about in a relationship or like yeah i don't think it's not that we discussed explicitly it's like okay hey here's what we should do but it's more yeah. as you spend more time with someone and you pick up what the things that they appreciate the most and the things that they might have mentioned that they appreciate yeah and then, yeah. then in your priority list, those go up in the priority. Right. So then you just want to hit, I mean, it just goes back to the exact same stuff we were talking about before where you just want to hit the most important things. Mm-hmm. And then because the most important things, like the 20% most important things will give you already 80% of the results. Right. Yeah. And I mean, this whole, this whole principle, I, like just going off on a tangent, it just seems like, Oh my, am I just summarizing it? But it's basically just like, like just prioritizing what's important. Yeah. So like, like that's literally it, isn't it? It is. It is. It's just like, it, yeah. it's just putting a more tangible thing around it where right. it's more emphasizing just how important it is to prioritize, I think. Right. Because yeah, then, then when you um, can quantify the effects that it's had, 
or will have, then it's like, oh yeah, okay, it makes sense that I should be focusing Bro, on this. Yeah, because honestly, think about it like this, and this is like okay. the flip side. And maybe this okay, is like the me. most important. Maybe this is the more like because everything else we said is just common sense bro but this is like the yeah because like when you yeah when you're mentioning like, like this stuff yeah <laughs> okay, anyway. the thing is common sense isn't that common that's another take but um oh if you reverse it so let's say uh you say because when you when you do the most important 20 percent, that means there's an 80 okay. percent that's less important than that right um yeah yeah okay uh -huh. so, yeah i'm following I, yeah okay you know what? i'm just gonna go back <laughs> to the maths example because that's the easiest one so you got a hundred uh, okay. hours of study okay um for and you or, or maybe you have a hundred percent of the content to study that's probably a better way to put it okay right? so you have all the stuff that you're supposed to study okay 20 percent of it is the most important stuff mm -hmm. 80 percent of it is not if you don't if you don't really intentionally try to determine what this 20 percent is and you're just like okay i got this all this content i'm just going to methodically make my way through it by this mm -hmm. like random order mm -hmm. And then say you spend, you end up spending like half your time on like something that's only going to like give you 5% of the results mm -hmm. because the opposite of 80, 20 is the other 80% only gets you 20% of the results. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you spend like 80 hours studying for a math exam, it's like, it could, you could just get 20% of the like you yeah, could, <laughs> like you just get wrecked <laughs> so you could just be like working so hard being like so stressed and being like oh my gosh and then like what if you were going through like you because you didn't plan it properly and then yeah. you actually you left the most important things to the end yeah and you didn't get to it and you go and you're like oh what? and then and it's like oh what the crap like what is this exam i don't know any of this yeah. stuff yeah so that would be like the tragedy of like that's how bad yeah. it could be if you don't like if you don't intentionally i guess apply yeah yeah i guess this principle if you don't realize it or recognize them it's important yeah i feel like i feel like for maths is like super easy to fall in that trap and i think it makes so much um sense that you would prioritize especially in say like an english paper yeah you're writing about the characters you're not gonna study up on a side character you'd study like one of the main ones right because yeah yeah like 60% of the time, they're probably yeah. going to be appearing in that essay question. So you just exactly. make sense to like study that. Yeah. Although like if you were to study up the fully the side characters, yeah, like they might get you those extra brownie points. Yeah. Yeah. But if you, if you don't know the main character, then you just, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, okay. Exactly. And then like, I mean, yeah, you could just really like, honestly, you could just apply it to anything. And again, it's, it feels like common sense, but like say love languages, Mm -hmm. And it's back to that whole romantic relationship thing. Yeah. Say if uh, someone like your significant other values time the most. Right. And that's how, but obviously everyone likes all the love languages, right? Like, yeah, to a certain degree. Yeah. To a certain degree. But then say you're like trying, so you're like buying them like expensive, expensive as gifts. You're like, you know, yeah. doing all the other stuff, but you're not actually spending yeah. time with them. Oh, the then classic quote. Huh? Well, I was like a classic quote. I just think of it as a drama. It's like, I don't want these things. I only want you oh oh my yeah yeah i mean <laughs> so that this dude is like putting in all this effort in and then he's wondering why the relationship is not improving or like why it's not good it's because right. he's not hitting that 20 percent, which he's will give him the 80 percent right yeah. of the relationship yeah right all right yeah so okay i think that's the it's almost like if you flip it it's a lot more but like the danger of not understanding this principle is quite mm. or applying it 
it's not even it's not even about like life hacking and like productivity mm. it's kind of about you just don't want to be doing things that don't matter mm. yeah i feel like there's a follow-up question somewhere along here but i'm not i can't quite can't quite find it or like it's not quite coming to my head but like what if you're not good at prioritizing like what's important like how do you i don't know it sounds so dumb but like just thinking out loud here yeah but how do you know what's important maybe or yeah how, mm. how, how do you like determine what that 20 percent is right yeah yeah because that right shouldn't it be it should be obvious though but if you've got a clear goal or something you need to achieve like um i mean i don't it think, just come from that right i I, th- I definitely don't think it's um necessarily obvious like okay. for example, like that relationship one like before you know the person how do you know what they like right but are you ready for the ready for the leong shirt moment okay it's a skill <laughs> <laughs> It is though. You debated, and, you debated me on that one. Oh, you're expecting it as a tool. <laughs> yeah, as a tool. Nah, I, I don't think that really works. But it's a skill where... <laughs> <laughs> it's a skill where, like any skill, like you, you do something and then you you reflect on, okay, did the, did the action have the desired effect? Right. If it didn't, why? Why is that? Like if I... Like say you study the wrong thing and then you, and then you fail a mass exam. And mm-hmm. You think, crap. Why, why did I fail? Oh, I studied the wrong thing. What should I have studied mm-hmm. instead? Oh, mm-hmm. actually, a good way of finding out what's most, most, most important in an exam is you look at the past exams because mm-hmm. then you can find out what they're likely to put in. And then now you learn mm-hmm. that, okay, like I should be probably doing these things based on these past exams instead. Because mm-hmm. if you were to just look at the curriculum and you ask the lecturer, I mean, they're probably not going to tell you exactly, oh, hey, just do these, like just do the 20%. Mm-hmm. so i think it's it's just a skill that everyone can improve at mm-hmm. and yeah i don't know like in volleyball for example like i would have no idea in fact like i go and i just want to jump high and hit the ball down <laughs> mm-hmm. and then and then i get frustrated like and, then, and then i wonder why after a two-hour session i'm like crap i didn't have any nice moments <laughs> and then if i didn't if i didn't ask you then i wouldn't know what that 20 percent is for volleyball right right yeah so maybe it's just, you just got to ask people. I mean, there's someone out there that definitely knows for most things. Mm. Mm. So you just got to ask. Okay. And I feel like there's one more question I want to ask. Kind of, um, again, thinking out loud again. Like, what if you want to achieve the 100%? Then go achieve it. Like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. What, what, what's the question? Oh my, I'm going to do that. <laughs> Father's Day. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh, what's the question? If you know, you know, man. Oh my! Uh, I don't know. There's just this little part of me that that still doesn't click with it fully. Like I, I get it. Like, I like, and for the maths test and the English exam, like I completely get it. But then, oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting too like caught up in the in the numbers, and it's like, like you're just making me. You're just a hundred percent man. Like you're like, but that's not an A plus. Oh, oh, it's just an A. For the class, okay. I I don't know. I mean, maybe that's why I'm not an A plus student, and you are. Are you an A plus student? Um, I guess technically I am. Oh, boom! There you go. <laughs> oh, boom! Let's go. Wait, was just... I? Maybe I wasn't. Oh no, I wasn't actually. Oh, are you, wait. Are you ready oh, for the? Oh, let it bolt. Wait. Are you ready for what? the? Oh my. Okay. Okay. Hit me. Okay, I'm gonna hit you with this. We can edit it out if it's too personal. But you know okay. how you also like sometimes we talk and you're like, oh, why didn't I start volleyball? 
earlier. Like I could be so much better if I started earlier. Okay. Yeah. It's because you were too busy being an A plus student. Oh my what? <laughs> and, and and then and then I was investing my leftover study time into basketball. Oh my. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe. Okay. Here's a question. Then, like, when did you feel like this principle like really helped you the most? Oh, like it's kind of like like I said before. Like I don't really like consciously think about it. It's just something. Right. I like when you reflect like when I think back on my life like I can just see it working in so many areas mm-hmm. like all the examples that I gave before mm-hmm. honestly it sounds stupid but I mean it's not, it's not that it's not as meaningful as probably we would like it to be but it's just in my studies right because in uni I feel like I just applied this principle so hard that like I, I definitely was just putting in 20% of the work mm-hmm. and I was still doing pretty well Mm-hmm. because I would just like, there would be certain like whole topics that I would just skip because I was like, if I was really interested in the subject, I should probably learn it. But I know that this is not going to get me like better grade because this is like not really included in the exam. Right. So then I just don't learn it. <laughs> so you just don't learn it. Oh yeah. my. <laughs> so you're um, studying to beat the test, like not even. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I, I mean, we, I think we talked about, did we talk about this over the weekend? Kind but of, yeah. Yeah, but to me, uni was just a way to get a degree, and to get it like, and a degree was a way to get a job, and right. like the the thing that people always say, oh, you do most of your learning on the job anyway. Like that's very true. Yeah. yeah. So why why would I be killing myself in in uni when I didn't have to? I mean, with that goal in mind, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. So I applied. Like, it's consistent. Like like for me, for a lot of because of what I studied, and this doesn't work for every. Uh, every um, major or every degree right. but uh, for the stuff I did it was like a lot of numbers so a lot of it right. is literally like I could just grab a textbook you just or pass papers and then you just if you can just, just apply formulas it. and understand like how to get an answer then you're yeah. good like so I didn't really so so the lectures lectures really fell into the 80% for me so then I just right. hardly attended lectures either right yeah, and that was that, that was such a time saver. Like I could do so much more because I didn't have to be constrained within the schedule. Yeah. And then obviously right. I was not going to get the A plus because sometimes lectures lecturers drop like little hints and little things here. So I'll, yeah. so I'll, I'll get to the exam. Sometimes I'm like, oh, like oh, didn't cover this, and then <laughs> you just completely wrote it off. No, but even even then, you can apply the eighty twenty rule because say this is just for math, really. So say right. um, a question is worth eight marks. Yeah getting the right answer is probably only worth like two marks. It's like everything okay. else, yeah, yeah, yeah. the working, like if you just chuck a print, like if you chuck a formula here and there, like yeah, that'll give you a, like, so if I just applied the principle again, I could just write down a bunch of working and then just get like four marks out of the eight marks. Right. And that's for like a topic I didn't know anything about. Like you can just like give it a crack. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It just sounds so dodgy. It just sounds like, um, it almost feels like, it almost feels like you're doing half the preparation and then, and then trying to make the most out of it. That's exactly, yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. Oh. (laughs) So, 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 I mean, I think that just, I mean, that just, I, I would say that's the most helpful application of it because it created so much time. Yeah. For me, like to, it just sounds stupid just to like watch NBA and like, just, I don't know, like do what I wanted to do. 
<laughs> I feel like you're not giving like a good, like a strong enough reason to like start applying this in your own life. No, but it's like, it's like, oh yeah, just start applying this and then you'll have more time to, well, to well, that's like, a, not no, study. <laughs> no, okay, okay. So say if I was, say you really wanted to, if in, a, in an ideal situation or like a, you have a, I don't know, some, like a perfect dude and mm-hmm. he wanted to you could either like, i think that's how people can get a lot done in their lives right so say instead of let's say instead of uh just like bumming around sometimes and instead of just going to like play pickup basketball at the gym yeah yeah i was doing this exact same thing and studying a whole different degree right so theoretically with all the time that i saved i could have been studying for like a separate degree right so then I could have yeah, been getting, that would be gainy. That would be, yeah, right. Or running a side business. And that's, in fact, right. that's what people that run side hustles do. Yeah. They're, they're really going to be like a top, top, top academic performer if they're like running a side hustle. Mm-hmm. Um, they just need they, to be good enough. Yeah. Because they sacrifice like the icing on the cake so that they can have all this extra time to invest into something. For another else. cake. Yeah. For like another whole cake. Boom. Boom. There's your the analogy. Or if you go 80 20 rule, another four cakes. Because, because that's that's the ratio. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. Um, so Actually, I, I, I guess that's true. So you're sacrificing yeah. the icing for four cakes. Yeah. So you're just having no oh, icing cake, but you're having five cakes in total. Okay. Instead of just one cake with icing. This is what the analogy breaks down. Because then it's like, what if I don't like cake without icing? Well, yeah. I mean, that's fine. If you don't like cake without icing, then you just go for your one cake with icing. <laughs> yeah, you go for the one cake. Yeah, okay. and, and like, there's nothing wrong with that. But the whole point is, you could have five cakes without icing. If you just, right. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, honestly, yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> like, I think I just sound stupid because I kind of make it sound a little, um, <laughs> it sounds like I'm kind of cheating the system in uni. Yeah. But I think it's just because this was just like the particular application of, of this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I think like when it comes to, like, let's say, uh, like my brother, he recently, like, I just came back down there, right? He's got two young kids. Yeah. So he's a lot more tired. He's running on low sleep. Mm-hmm. So when you can't perform optimally because you have like mm-hmm. these extra life commitments that come like kids for everyone. Yeah. Then, I mean, I don't have kids, so I'm just, um, I'm just hypothesizing here, but mm-hmm. that's when you could apply this again. Okay. Like I can't give my hundred mm-hmm. percent, but I can give my 20%. Right. So which 20% should I give? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what should I focus on to still, yeah be like still be doing well at my job still yeah be a good friend to my friends yeah right like you you're not going to be 100 percent of yourself because mm-hmm. but how like what are the key things you should focus on yeah yeah so i think this is that's a much more wholesome application of of this yeah. idea yeah so i think i guess i guess just putting the 80 20 aside just focusing on what's important and prioritizing that yeah you can you can achieve a lot and like in your life and and if and, you um, and if you focus on the wrong things then like you could be putting in a lot of work and not be really going anywhere yeah yeah so i guess that's the nice the whole part in 10 seconds <laughs> <laughs> you just skip to this and then like oh yeah it's like good episode guys all right but i think that pretty much does it any other questions Sid? any other thoughts um no i don't think so yeah i think after all this i think it's just a lot clearer now that I should be spending more time identifying, almost making like an essay plan for a couple of aspects of what I'm trying to achieve or like, um, or what I'm doing in my life. 
Yeah. Because then, because then I'm identifying the things which are important to achieving those things. Yeah. So what are my learning objectives? What are my achievement or like uh, measures of success? Mm. And then by striving towards those, then I'm bound to, I guess, succeed. Yeah. Or you're bound, of, you're bound to like do as good as possible because yeah. Say if you run out of time and you don't manage to get through your whole plan. Yeah. You've done the key things. Yeah. 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 And I think it's just become a lot stronger as well as a principle for like time management as well. Yeah. Because I think in a lot of those examples, like time is actually the resource that you're working with. Yeah. And because of that, it just, yeah, it just, it's just so much clearer that we should be focusing on certain aspects of others. Yeah. Cause time, like we always say, like we only have 168 hours a week. Yeah. So we want to hit, we want to hit that 20%, the most important for as many things mm. as possible. Mm. Dang, nice. I just, dang, I don't know. I just keep thinking of, can I'm just going to say a lot of it. No, no. It, I just thought of like, I don't know when, when I said it, like, you know, there's like highly like super career oriented people. Okay. Yeah. And then their stories like, you know, when they're just so all in on their career, uh-huh. like their family life suffers, the other stuff suffers and they have right, to give yeah. up all these things. That's because they've gone a hundred percent in there and mm-hmm. they're not like, I like they're not hitting just even like the key most important things in the other areas of their life. Right. So I think that's a, just don't do that. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Nice. Shop. Good. It. Thank you guys for tuning in. Bit of nice. a bit of a different vibe on this one. And uh, sorry, yeah. I think you guys heard my voice too much. Let us let us know what you guys think. Cause <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I don't know if the format was interesting. Like I wasn't even role playing. Like I was genuinely like the student in this episode. And hopefully you guys learned a little bit as well. Yeah, and I um, and I feel like I was highly underqualified as a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> It's because um, you only put the twenty percent in, bro. That's true. That's exactly true. That, like, I mean, oh my goodness, it's <laughs> self fulfilling. Uh, anyway, it is. yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember to hit up our Instagram where Sid is gonna be posting new stuff, and bro, he's still gonna put the oats poll. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I need um, to find out. And we will catch you in the next week, next episode. Have a good sleep. Have a good four-day week. I guess you're at the end of it now by the time you hear this. Have a good weekend. Have a good meal. Have a good time prioritizing your life well. Oh, let's go. See you guys. Oh, Oh, my.